Good morning, good morning. Thank you so much for joining me. This is the podcast God's Holy Word. This is episode 31, and I wanted to take a moment and talk about some of the things that have come to my attention in terms of how people are viewing things in the world, and I want to help provide some hope here. So, one of the things that people have been talking about is end times because of the war with Ukraine and Russia. and people just get getting really concerned about that and i understand being concerned because a war is never enjoyable it's never pleasant it's always a concern but i did want to just kind of provide some insight on how we're supposed to view things as spiritual believers of Christ Jesus now i've noticed that there's some people in this world that they like to predict when it's the end and whether or not um Jesus is coming back today, tomorrow, whenever. And here's the thing, none of us know when that's going to happen. And I know that some people they want to try and figure out, well, is this fulfilling this prophecy or that prophecy? Here's the thing, the, the Holy Bible, it is true. It is a legitimate document. It is inspired by by God's holy word. It is inspired by the Holy Spirit. But being that it is God's holy word, we are not supposed to have fear and doubt. We're not supposed to assume that just because a war breaks out that oh it's the end Jesus is coming and it's all over it's the rapture it's doomsday it's apocalypse it's it's zombies it's all this stuff I mean all these different words are floating around out there right now and I don't know if if people are talking like this where you're from but here in Oklahoma there are some people that are very concerned about that And I understand their concern because there are some people that they truly do believe in the rapture. They truly do believe in the end times and all this stuff. And you know, regardless of whether this stuff will happen or not, we need to put our focus on Christ because it is Christ that frees us. It is Christ that sustains us, and it does no good at all to be worried and thinking, "Oh, this is the end." Well, here's the thing. Well, so what if it's the end? I don't think it is because I'm looking outside my window and there's rain, there's traffic. I mean, it's not the most pleasant day in terms of weather, but it's just another ordinary day. So, here's the thing. We know that when the Lord comes back, we're not going to know the time, the day, the hour. We're not going to know. So, until then, we should live our life to the best of our ability and live in a positive way, not not a negative way. And negative ways are where we live in fear, worry, doubt, angerness, bitterness. I mean, all these things that are not the fruit of the Holy Spirit. We need to be embracing the fruits of the Holy Spirit because that's where we will be sustained. That is where where we will find peace, and it is in that peace where we can thrive. And that's where God wants us to be. Like God doesn't want us to. be scared all the time. He doesn't want us to be scared at all actually. So regardless of when the last day is, as they say, we should still be happy. And we should not freak out over wars. And I want to give an example with this. So the war that is going on in Russia and Ukraine, I don't know why anybody is surprised by this because Putin is ex-KGB. So the Soviet Union never really went away even though the Soviet Union has changed its name to Russia it is still the USSR they still act like the Soviet bloc and that's what Putin their leader is going to do he wants to take back all the countries in the land that split off from the Soviet Union and create their own little countries he wants that all back under under Russia and then some 
So that's what rulers and dictators do. Yes, he's considered a president of Russia, but he acts like a dictatorship because that's how he acts. He invades, he does these things, but that's the communist in him. Unfortunately, he he puts on the he puts on the disguise that he's for diplomacy, democracy, true freedom. And some of the laws in Russia are very extreme. Like they're very hateful towards homosexuals. I mean, extremely hateful. And homosexuality is wrong. It is outside of God's holy covenant with mankind, but that doesn't give us permission to be mean and cruel to them. Because we're supposed to be kind to people. Like if we want people to, you know, come into the fold of Christ and repent of their ways and 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 do what God wants them to do and walk with Christ, you know, it's not appropriate to be mean to somebody. It's not appropriate to, you know, pass rules, laws and regulations that are just inhumane, which is what some of what Russia does. But that's what happens when you have a dictatorship and when you have communism. So I don't think we should be surprised. I don't think we should get overly upset. It is concerning. I do think we should help the refugees there. My concern with the refugee situation is I don't want a bunch of refugees coming to the United States. The people of the Ukraine, they need to fight for their country. They need to stay there and fight, but they're fleeing. Well, if you flee, guess what? Your enemy is just going to come in and confiscate your property. And that's exactly what's happening. I mean, it'd be like how were this? It's kind of like, you know, if the United States got attacked, there's no way I would flee to Canada. I'm like, "Oh, you think you're coming on my turf? I don't even think so." You you fight for what is yours and rightfully yours. And it doesn't matter how small a country you are or how large your enemy is, you have to stay and fight. You have to fight the good fight. You just have to. So it does concern me that refugees are leaving the Ukraine. I understand why they're leaving, but they need to fight for their country because it is their country. I mean, if they're going to leave, then what was the point of them ever becoming an independent country and not being under the Soviet Union anymore? Like, here's the thing. When you become a country, you are supposed to take ownership of your citizenship, right? Well, within that citizenship, there are responsibilities for being a citizen of that country. And these are the good things that that go with it. There there's supposed to be honor with that. Like you you are supposed to care enough about your country that you stay and fight. See, I remember when there were problems in Afghanistan and then there were problems in well there's so many problems over there. Um It just seems like whenever there's a refugee problem or whenever there's a war, they just want to leave. They don't fight and then they they rely on the rest of the world to fight for them. And you know, here's the thing. The United States is not the policeman of the planet. We that is not our job. And that's also not the job of the UK. It's not the job of the EU. It's not the job technically of NATO. Countries need to be responsible for themselves. You know, they liked being responsible when they had an economy and they had capitalism or quote unquote capitalism. I don't think they ever really did in the Ukraine. Um just because I don't think they truly left the Soviet bloc. 
because they still had problems with communism. Well, I would think that if I if I already knew what it was like to be under the Soviet Union, I would fight and fight and fight. I would not give up and I would not flee. I would not do that. See, because here's the thing. If you flee, then your enemy just takes over your whole territory, and then you've got a bigger problem. Not only have they taken your country, but now they have recouped resources from the country that they invaded, which is your country. So now you've just enabled them. So that's not really the right way to handle this. But, but getting back to what I was originally saying is that wars are not always... indicative of the end of times. I think to say that this is the end of times is I think it's wrong to do that. Because that's us trying to act like God, like we're trying to act like we are all-knowing, omnipotent and all these things. This is a how about this? It's like there's so much I want to say. It is not our job to be God. That's probably the best way I can say. It is not our job to be fortune tellers. And in fact, to be a fortune teller is to go against the holy word of God because you're technically practicing um the wicked way, which is a cult, you're practicing sorcery, you're practicing soothsaying, and we're not supposed to do any of that. So if you're if you're part of a church that's saying, "Oh, this is the end. This is the end times." You need to distance yourself from that because that is soothsaying. Do we know that you know we are in the latter age of things? Technically, yes, because Jesus died and rose from the dead and went to heaven. But you know, I think it's pretty pompous and arrogant of us as as a human race to say, "Oh, this is the end of times. This is it." No. Why would you throw away your future that God has planned for you? Like, why are you focusing on the negative? Wars are nothing new. And I'll give an example. You know, I would think that if anyone thought the world was going to end, it would be our grandparents or great-grandparents, depending on how old or young you are, when they fought in World War II. That was really horrible because it was a world war. It wasn't just a little mini invasion like what's going on with the Ukraine. Cuz technically that is just a little mini invasion. It's horrible, it's terrible, it's graphic. But it's nothing compared to World War II or World War 1. I'm sure our ancestors and those that came before us thought is this it? But guess what? They didn't panic. They didn't fear. They didn't listen to all this news stuff all the all the time. They didn't have access to the news like we do now, and I think they were blessed for that. What they did was they went in and they fought and they won. The good side won both times. So it's important that we not get hung up on oh there's famine over here, the ice caps are melting over here, which I'm not surprised. That's what the earth does. It melts then it then it gets cold again. It gets hot then it gets cold. We have a planet that is very much alive. Its temperature changes based on nature basically. I mean, I don't know how to describe it, but the planet knows what it's doing. God created that way. He created four seasons. He created everything on this planet. So, 
so that life could sustain itself. Well, you know, I think people have forgotten or maybe they just don't know. You know, there are things I'm ignorant on as well, but this planet has had multiple ice ages. Meaning something melted, then something froze again. Something melted, then something froze again. We've seen that and we have historical data of that. That is nothing new in our world. Nothing. And it's nothing to freak out about. Should we take good care of the environment? Yes. Should we pollute it? No. That's just a given. But I think to say that oh it's all humans that are causing this problem. I think the arrogance and the audacity of that is just bizarre. It's just bizarre. Like because someone's driving their car in California, that's melting the ice caps. I mean, I just think that we are there's a difference between being a good steward and thinking, "Oh, it's all about me and what I do." When you're a good steward and you care about something, you think, "What can I do? What can I do to help?" If you're in freak out mode all the time and you think it's all because of the human race, then you you think you have control over every little thing when you don't. You do not have control over every little thing. Like I I mean I could speak for example on this. I'm a perfect example of this. Like let's say there's a tornado that hits. I have no control over that tornado. I didn't cause it. My neighbor didn't cause it. The weatherman didn't cause it. He tried to predict it and this time he was successful. But you know, it's it's not really normal or rational for us to to give ourselves all this credit when we can't even prove that humans are responsible for every little thing and all this stuff. See cuz even the weathermen get the weather wrong. They get it wrong all the time here in Oklahoma because the weather is so unpredictable. Well, that's nature. Nature knows what it's doing. We should still take care of it and we should still be good stewards. That's a given. But I think to say that oh, we're causing all these problems, we're causing the ice caps to melt. No. It, it, they they could be melting anyway because we've had multiple ice ages already in the history of this planet. I would expect the ice caps to melt and then they'll probably go back to freezing again because that's what this planet does. And this goes back thousands of years. Like this is nothing new. It's the same with the wars that we're having. You know, maybe we should do a study on all the different wars. And I'm not just talking about the wars in the United States, like the ones that I'm aware of. is the American Revolution which separated us from Great Britain so we became a country. Then we had the French and Indian War. Then we had um the only other ones I'm aware of, I'm skipping a whole bunch for sure. Um then we have World War 1, World War 2, we have the Korean War which I don't really know anything about that. Vietnam, I hardly know anything about that. Then we have um the Gulf War. I literally know nothing about that because I was a child when that happened. I knew the adults were upset. And I, and I still want to tell them when you show how upset you are to little kids, you're scaring them. Like we need you to be tough, and that's what we need to do here. Like the adults in this world need to be tough and resilient, because technically every single one of us is a leader. We just may not be in charge of our country, but we are a leader, and that's very important. That is super important in this. because we all have a place in society and it's very important that we take our place in society 
Trust God and do good. And we really have to think about what are we allowing into our mind. I think a book that you should read, which is really good, is one of my favorites. It's by Joyce Meyer. It's called The Battlefield of the Mind. She is so good at describing that. And she was the one that said, that came up with the phrase, trust God, do good. I love that. It's simple, it's short, it's sweet, but it's so true. Because if we're not trusting God with everything, then, then we're putting it all on ourselves. And what a burden that is. We're not supposed to do that. We're supposed to cast our care onto the Lord. We're not supposed to be taking on all this pressure, all this stress. It serves no purpose in our lives whatsoever. We need to really focus on what is good and true in our life. And that should be Jesus Christ. And it should be the, it should be the love of Jesus Christ. And I look at it this way, you know, you know, do you go to someone who freaks out for uh, for support? No. Because they're not really seen as stable if they freak out all the time. Like whenever you want good sound advice, do you to go do you go to someone that just just rants and raves about every little thing that's going on in the world and the state and their town and their city and their house at the vet at the doctor's office, their blood work. I mean, really like where do we draw the line? We need to draw the line where it says no stress allowed, no stress tolerated. Because whatever we tolerate is what we allow to contaminate our lives. And this war that's going on in Russia and Ukraine, it's not the end of the world. It doesn't surprise me at all it's happening. Like I said, Putin, he, he's ex-KGB. He's a communist at heart. He just wants the Soviet bloc back. I mean, why does that surprise anyone? It just it doesn't surprise me. So I think to say that you know because that war is going on is the end of the world, I I just think, you know, I think you you're giving Putin way too much credit. He's he's just I was going to say he's a thug, but he's um he's a dictator. Why are you focusing on the dictator when you can focus on Christ Jesus? We need to be focusing on what we can do in our daily lives to help others, help out where we can, and just trust God do good. That's all we can do. You know, to believe that it's doomsday or it's the end times or something like that, it it doesn't help because guess what? You're just working yourself up into a frenzy. And it takes time to do that. It it takes energy to do that. So whatever energy you're spending on the end times or doomsday or nuclear holocaust or all this crazy stuff that has not happened and will not happen the more it is pulling you away from the body of Christ it's pulling you away from the flock and that's the plan of Satan he loves to detract or distract and destroy You know, we have a hedge of protection in Christ Jesus. We need to remember that we have a hedge of protection. That's why it's important to be in the fold. That's why it's important to know who you are in Christ Jesus and to believe in the goodness of God.
Because if you don't focus on the goodness of God, guess what? You're going to believe every little news story that's on television. You're going to freak out. And who wants that kind of life? Like God promised us a good life. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. It doesn't say he left me desert on the side of the road and then a tank drove by and ran over my foot. It says the Lord is my shepherd. Look to your shepherd regardless of your situation, regardless of what is on TV, regardless of what news stories are on the internet. Shut that stuff out. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And read Psalm 91. Let me let me pull that one up. Let me get my Bible because that is an excellent psalm that really reminds us about the hedge of protection that we have in Christ Jesus. And these were written by King David. So let me go to Psalm 91 and read this to you because it's a good one. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God and him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side and 10,000 at thy right hand but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord which is my refuge even the most high thy habitation. There shall no evil befall thee neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up with their hands. lest thou dash thy foot against a stone thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder the young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under feet because he hath set his love upon me therefore i will deliver him i will set him on high because he hath known my name he shall call upon me and i will answer him i will be with him in trouble i will deliver him and honor him with long life will i satisfy him and show him my salvation What a beautiful psalm that is. Because we know that regardless of what happens in our lives, our daily lives especially, we are delivered from violence. We are delivered from pestilence. We are delivered from everything bad. Everything. Keep your eye on the prize. Keep your focus on the prize and the prize is Jesus Christ. He is our bridegroom. We are the bride. We we are the church. The church is the bride of Christ. What makes you think he's not going to protect you and defend you? He died for you. He already paid the price. Believe in Christ Jesus and know the love of Christ. He is with you always. He will never forsake you. He will never leave you. He will never abandon you. You are not an orphan. It doesn't matter what's taking place in your house, outside your house, in your city, in your town, in your nation. 
on this planet, in this solar system, in this galaxy, whatever the case may be, we are all in the palm of God's hand. Because that's where his children belong. He loves us and he is a faithful God. So just remember that you know tough times may last sorry sorry tough times don't last but tough people do. I was misquoting that. That comes from Kenneth Copeland. Tough times don't last but tough people do. We need to be tough. We need to have endurance and just know God is on your side. He has your back. He loves you. He guards you. He protects you all the days of your life. Focus on the one who loves you, adores you, protects you, and has also protected our forefathers. Because he is the God of Yeshua, which is the the Jewish Messiah. That is Jesus, our Lord and Savior. He is the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Joshua, the God of Jacob. We are in the family, so no harm can come against us. We have to hold on to that. We cannot live in fear and dread. That's just that's not walking in the covenant of God. So just know that it's not over till God says it's over, and even then, he makes exceptions to the rule all the time. And you and I are that very exception. Because we are in covenant with God. We are in covenant with Christ Jesus and we have the Holy Spirit dwelling in us. because our bodies are the tabernacle for God. Realize who you are in Christ Jesus and then you won't have fear. You won't have worry or dread, focus on the fruits of the spirit because that's where you will get nourishment. I will go ahead and end this podcast and I want to pray over you and I want to pray with you. Heavenly Father, I ask that you bless every single one of my listeners. I ask that you bless their families. I ask that you heal them if there is any infirmity, if there are any diseases, if there are any problems that they be healed immediately and that they be delivered from those issues. Heavenly Father, I pray for our cities, our towns, our states and the nation of the United States. I pray that we are kept safe, that the inflation stops, gas prices go back down, people are able to get better and and wonderful jobs. that pay way more money. I pray that people are able to buy the house that they want. I pray that people are able to move where they want. I pray that people get their dream job. And Lord, I lift up the Ukraine and Russia in this. I pray that the war stops and it ceases. And I pray that all dictators fall. I pray that every single one of them fall. Putin is not the only dictator in this world. He's not the only one stomping around on this planet. any and every bad or evil leader i pray that they are dethroned immediately and that we get good people in those positions and that they care about their people and they love their people and that and that they come to know you lord and they come to know your true freedom in christ jesus lord we thank you we love you we praise you we look forward to every day of our life We refuse to live in fear. We thank you for the joy and the happiness that you give us every day. 
Thank you so much, Lord, for everything that you do behind the scenes. We thank you for our miracles. We thank you for the signs and wonders that you have brought into our lives. We know that you are all-knowing and that you are all-powerful and that you love us no matter what. And that your love, it, it endures way beyond to the ends of time. Your love is what sustains us. Thank you so much, Heavenly Father, for loving us, protecting us, guiding us. We thank you so much. In Jesus' mighty name I pray, amen. Until next time, listeners, have a wonderful day. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Don't let this world go down without a fight